We're going to see. <laughs> what was that? That was wet. What was that? <laughs> Do it again. One more time. That's so like weak. It's, it's so a small. Little <laughs> tiny. That was wrong. You went a little bit better. That was messed up on these, bro. Uh, we see this near open space loading dock strewn with many different cargo vessels backing up to large shipping containers loading various goods in and out. Uh, the muffled safety beeps of heavy machinery can be heard in this coliseum-sized space. Uh, in the far corner of this dock, hidden behind stacking shipping containers, there sits an X-shaped vessel. Like, it's like crossed in the middle. Um, it's a refitted Vitari Tech Lodestone is what it's called. An old mining transport designed by the largest mining corporation on Akiton. The vessel sits idle as a male humanoid steps out of the cockpit onto the seemingly desolate platform. He's bald with bluish skin and a thin optical plate over his eyes and one of them burns red. He wears this dirty tank top and his legs are plated with some sort of steel that almost looks augmented or mechanical in nature. His arms and chest and head are covered with these white tattoo-like lines and designs that almost completely cover his bluish skin. Once on the platform, a three to four foot tall single wheeled droid pulls up behind the shipping container and speaks. Hello, patron. Please state your order number provided by, by the broker. The humanoid begins typing on the data pad presented to him. Thank you. Unfor unfortunately, I was unable to, lo to locate an order for G-O-F-U-C. The robot drops to the ground, smoldering as the augmented humanoid blows the smoke off a heated barrel of his flaming pistol, and he holsters it. He steps over the machine towards the shipping container, and he plants a charge and he watches two cargo rigs back up out of the winter morn and begin loading 50 tons of Blackheart Necrographs into the back of the ship. to uh, you all standing in the loud, uh, bumping, uh, like, temple slash nightclub of the Revenant's Urge. And there is something that I have to admit before we get started, just for uh -oh. context's sake, because I made a huge oopsie, a huge oopsie, uh, for context for you all. So, uh, in one of my fits of emotion, I misspoke and I said that Risha, the broker, gave you a contact name for Reagan Vool was his name. Uh, she said, here is your buyer. That's not the case. Uh, Reagan is actually a necroforger and that's where I said necrofarter and Ronnie <laughs> hit the, far, the toot with reverb. Got me off, but I, I misspoke before he said it, so I can't blame him. Um, <laughs> Uh, he is not the buyer. He is a crafter of necrographs and necrophages. So he actually, she is telling you everything that I did have, all of my inventory for the Blackhearts is gone. If you wanted more and you wanted to beat the Wintermourn crew who are currently on their way to Vesk 2, which is a 14 to 15 day travel through the drift, 
this guy, he who is on Absalom Station, Reagan Vool, he lives in the Sparks, or he works out of a shop in the Sparks, which is nearby, uh, has neck. He also does, he's also like a broker of these, but he's actually a crafter of them. Um, so we're we're racing them. Are we trying to get it and then deliver it first? Yes. So a good a good run back. It's been a while since we recorded. How uh, does that benefit her? She is saying, I will give you an extra five BP to prove to me that you beat them to the contract first. She is a she is now about, I just want revenge. And and on top of the BP, she's like, I'll give you any information you want to know that I know because she feels slighted. She just doesn't okay. want anybody to benefit she just, off she's of that's robbing her. Right. She's like, I'm, the likelihood of me actually catching them is lower. Yeah. Right. Right. I thought they stole from her. Yeah, they they stole, stole from her. her. They yes. stole her pages. I, I remember it now. I, okay, so I was under the impression that she was like, go fuck them up. She was yeah, saying, that's what I thought we were going we do that to do. She was saying, just beat them, is what she said, which, uh. which meant like, I mean, it could mean beat them over the head with a hammer. It also could mean we we definitely just would beat, beat them if we just blew up their them. ship. We could blow up their ship if we you beat could blow up their, their ship up. That's true. Yeah, we you could, could blow up their ship, explode their ship. But they are on the way. They are now on the way. Uh, from what you've been told, to this contact. Okay, we've got the fastest pilot this side of the galaxy. So I think we beat them there. Yeah. Right, PB11? This is this That's is right. the pod racing arc. My foot <laughs> is, uh, I mean, beep boop, my foot is actually very heavy. <laughs> is, he's got a lead, he's got a lead foot. His foot is made out of metal. We're, we're fine. We'll take care of it. We got a pretty fast pod over there. My friend PB11, he's got the heaviest foot this side of the galaxy. But, um, I believe it when I see it. Beep boop, what the heck? Why you come back? No, I'm just kidding. All I need is proof that you've beat them to the punch. You can bring a receipt back. You can bring their heads back, whichever suits your fancy. Fair enough, might just do both. Probably not, I mean, I mean, why would we kill people <clears throat> if we didn't have to? You know what I mean? But I mean, we could, uh, but it is what it is. It'd be kind of fun. I'll leave the professionalism to you all. This is what you do best. Is there anything uh, else we need to know about this contact? Uh, take it that he's a little bit on the weirder side if he's dealing with necrophages. Yeah, no, I haven't uh, spent a lot of time uh, around him. I, I tend to avoid him and his business at all costs. He seems to be a little, yeah, like you said, a little strange. Um, from what I've heard, he's more of an interesting character. I wouldn't say he's dangerous by any means, if you know what I mean. All right, well, they've got a head start, so let's ride. And we've got the tailwind, baby. Let's go. <laughs> so there's no wind in space. <laughs> no it's a vacuum, you idiot. <laughs> so sorry, I what? dropped out of space grade. I don't know. <laughs> 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 so what what are you thinking as a group here? What's what's the next step? I'm, I'm I think cool we to do it to go get the phages and go. So are you gonna say chance? Yeah, yeah. I think we head to the sparks and that, that's how I see it. They've got a head start, so we've gotta do something to you know, whether it be through like the drift, I don't know where we're delivering them to, do we? Once two, we right? confirm with Terica that we have the phages in hand, they will give her the yeah. pretty much the marker, like the GPS. You know, the quest marker. Well, then, yeah, let's the quest marker. Let's get the phages They're, as quickly as possible because they've already got the phages. They right. They're already on their way. Right. So. Right. I mean, I will say. They don't think that we are like they're not in any hurry, right? They got the they got they True. stole and they're gone, right? So they're gonna like I mean not take their time. It's still a job, but right. they don't know we're racing them. So like as long as we like get it in a reasonable amount of time, hit the drift, and as long as we're burning the midnight oil, I don't think they beat us. But we'll have to make right. some checks, I'm sure. Right, so you guys make your way out of uh, this very loud, very uh, unique uh, 
bar and you're following a, a data pad, pretty much like a scribble more than anything with this name, Reagan Vool to the Sparks. And it's, it's, it's pretty, the Sparks is a neighborhood uh, down here where you're at. So it's gonna take you probably 20, 30 minutes of walking um, to get there. And uh, as you guys get a little bit closer, it becomes more corporate. You look around, it looks a little bit more warehousey, a little bit more workspace. Um, and uh, like a, well, corporate's the wrong word, more industrial, I'd say. You come outside of this, it's like a corner lot to the street and it's built in, it doesn't look any different from anything else surrounding. It just looks like a very unmarked like facility, some warehouse and just right on kind of the side panel of this double door uh, reads Singularity House. Are we going in? Are we, we doing it? The door? Yeah. Um, do we want to do our usually, our like two, 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 like mm -hmm. uh, PP comes in with me, Darkstar and Ursan wait in the back. Hell yeah, baby. You know what it is. We keep, <laughs> we keep comms open. You know what it is. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm polishing my gun. Polishing my gun in the back of the of the van or whatever we used to get over here. Did we walk, Zach, or did we We did, did we, we did Uber? Walk. We walked. You guys could Uber if you want. Save a little bit of time. But you walked here otherwise. Yeah. 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 That's fine then. Uh who are we getting? There's probably uh public transportation. True. And it's probably free. The taxpayer probably some takes bus. care of it. Yeah, some bus. I heard actually most of the transportation in space is free. Zach right. said that to me earlier and he can't take it back. And now that I've I mean, said it, it's true. I mean, like, Cannon. if you think about it, there's some friction in space. It doesn't take any fuel. Once you get out of orbit, it's 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 GG, dude. Like, you don't have to, like, it doesn't cost <laughs> right. that much money. I'll say that you guys are able to rocket up out of the <laughs> atmosphere, spend gallons and gallons of fuel to get there. <laughs> Move a few inches over, completely no energy used, and rocket back down and wait. Self we're on Absalom Station, right? It's like floating in deep space until you. Uh, yeah, but you also have to get out of the. But it has, the it has a field. I mean, or sure. the gravity field. I mean, sure. Yeah, it has a gravity sure. field. Sure. It's like the Death Star, dude. But like I mean, the Death it's Star, like, dude. You know, not like a planetary weight. Like it has no core and a mantle. All right, we go in. A couple that. of calories worth of energy and you guys make it to the front door. Bro, uh, it's like a chip. <laughs> like one a single chip of energy. <laughs> one corn chip. One Dorito. One corn chip later. Uh, <laughs> oh man, how many Doritos to get up these stairs? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys walk in to a uh, you ever walk into one of those like doctor's offices that just have like, you can just hear the lights, like you just hear the lights, like the humming of the fluorescent bulbs above you is all you can really hear. Walk into this, um, uh, let's go ahead and open roll 20 actually, before we dive in. Oh, oh fuck. The double doors open up, you guys walk in. Um, there is, you just after a quick kind of look around, you notice that this is, this looks like a waiting room. Uh, there's several chairs to your left and to the right. Uh, and then there is a unmanned like check-in counter. Uh, it feels very sterile in here. Uh, again, no music playing or anything. It's just this small, quiet uh, room. To the left, there's a, another set of doors uh, going somewhere, but it's just kind of this weird corner room right now. There's uh, on the, uh, the way you would see the check-in counter, there's like a, it's like a, a data pad that's like kind of locked into place on a swivel. Um, that's just kind of sitting there, uh, turned on uh, and sitting idle. PP11 walks up to the data pad, types G O F, <laughs> and then shoots it. As soon um. as PP11 touches the data pad, do you touch the data pad? Gently. Data pad whoop, lights up. Looks like uh, some UI, this automated UI kind of appears on the screen um, and speaks out to you. It says, uh, please enter your appointment identification code. Little keyboard. Hmm. And there's mm. there's like no like voice box in here or anything? Cardboard. Hey, give me a perception check. Yeah. Can I also give you a perception check? Yeah, absolutely. Bro, you're outside. Oh, yeah, I oh, am outside. Yeah. I can't. 
I forgot about that. We we like we split the party regularly on this podcast. Yeah. Just a nine, dude. Nine. I got a nineteen. Okay. Thank God. PP eleven. As you're looking around, you notice not only do you notice a couple security cameras in this area, but you see that they are equipped with microphones. Mm. Nothing else is really. Uh, visible that you can see at least from behind you, this you know what we need i mean like i don't want to interrupt too much and let you guys kind of do your thing but we need like joni we need you to get like some camera glasses and we need to have some <gasps> cameras set up in our in the van <laughs> and you can be the eyes oh, in the back nice. <laughs> nice so we can see what's going on but anyway i like that idea Joni's gonna walk up to the camera and just kind of like wave her arms and say, hey, uh, we don't have an appointment, but we're looking to cut a deal. There's a lot of creds involved. The data pad uh, skips to a different screen and says, Mr. Vool is unavailable. Please leave a message starts beeping. Uh, did P- we PP11 beeps back? <laughs> did we get a beep, did we get a price on any kind of price that we can like throw in his face like hey like Like what would it cost? Yeah, like what what was the what was the buyer Like what he gets out of it. Yeah, for the phages. Yeah. You are uh so at this point you're looking to cut a deal with him. You're looking to buy his phages. It used right. to be oh. that you were like the middleman, and now it's like, hey, we just need to. We hear you do this. We want to buy this from you. With right, what but money? like, if we took the the phages to the the buyer, like the buyer would would be paying us essentially, yeah. right? Because like, yeah, so twenty like, BP what, is what you're gonna get paid. Oh, twenty BP. Okay, right. Okay, yeah, twenty BP. So is I mean, what is... that's that's a bargaining chip. You also have some credits. You also have. I don't know. And check your blue sheet. <laughs> but you're I mean, going to see you, that's the, the you just want to get an audience with them, right? Yeah. Also, also, BP's a lot. I mean, I'm not going to say anymore. Beep boop. I got four bodies that will sign over for some sick ass necrophage. <laughs> okay. Uh, you see, you see the data pad shift again to a front-facing camera like somebody on their phone. But imagine, this is how I imagine, imagine uh, Edna Mode from Incredibles. Mm. Just nose in that camera, like just very close to this guy's face. And he just says, I'm listening. Go ahead and roll, (laughs) go ahead and roll a bluff check for me, PP11. Am I bluffing? Well, you don't have four bodies to give him, right? No, I meant ours. Oh, you're offering. Take a plus three. (laughs) So am I rolling diplomacy? No, bluff. uh, Oh, this is really it's three though. This is a because I would say diplomacy. PP eleven doesn't have a body. I got organs. What? What? I would say yeah. Roll a diplomacy plus three. Yeah, so I'm like General Grievous. He's got like four four organs. That's crazy. Yeah. Okay. One more time. What am I? I, I rolled. What am I asking? <laughs> D- diplomacy. Sorry. Plus three. Um, sixteen. He's just looking in that camera, dude. <laughs> He's kind of peeking at you. As you explain that you are all coming here to allow him to work on you. He says. <clears throat> That's not what I meant. Joni, beep boop, Joni. <laughs> Wait, did we already sign our rights away? No, 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 not at all. It, not it at didn't all. go through. You, no, well, this isn't even, that's not her. That's, that's, this is this guy. This is a totally different entity. You haven't, you're just talking to him. No, 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 no. I'm asking, remember, we were going to sign, like, yep. if I die, we're right. basically signing up to be organ owners. Right, we didn't with do that. the last person. If we were going to get the deal for the necrophages, right? Yeah, right, right, right. But so that deal that fell she through. She revoked so those. Yeah, she yeah. revoked those. Okay, 
So we're offering the same deal to this guy. Yes. Okay, I'm just confirming that was Zach. Yeah, Joni. Yes. That's yeah, what I hear. Joni goes up and it just kind of like, kind of like makes a weird look at, like just she like thinks he's being weird. Yeah. Like, <laughs> just like up close to the camera. Um, and she's like, yeah, um, we're looking to uh, cut a deal. We'll sign the dotted line to do whatever it takes. We just need some necrophages. He says, Well, then you've come to the right place. Welcome. Come to the necroforge, and I'll show you what immortality looks like. And you hear the door to the left unlock. Mm. Joni says under her breath to to the guys. This guy gives me the creeps. I'd approach cautiously. What is? Uh, what are you two doing? Yeah. Joni, are you, uh, you saying you want us to come in or you want us to stay out here and uh, keep an eye? PB11 says, uh, y'all should come in. This door's going to close. It's going to get complicated. I said four bodies. There's only two of us here. All right, we'll head yeah. inside. When Fair he enough, sees I'll, the bear, right imagine his face. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, PP's, uh, PP's right. Her son, you're worth a couple of bodies as well, maybe three or four. I have one body. And that's what's special about it. All right. The, the, the point is, I've got a dirty vibe situation going on. Here. Oh, shit. Change the music. It's dirty vibe. Hey, good. Her son put dirty <laughs> vibe on the radio and she said, she said the code word. <laughs> Are you guys following? Yes. Okay, doors open up. You two walk in. Ursan squeezes through the door. Uh, you are you. So we're heading into the next room as you go through the unlocked door. Uh, you are. Oh, that's right. We are on roll 20. Uh, in this next room uh, is just two. There's two little beds here. Um, they are completely. They're unmanned. Uh, there's nothing really significant about them other than there's like some holographic images kind of hovering over the top of them that are very like uh, gentle waves. And you can kind of hear some music that's just ambient noise um, over them. Kind of looks strange, very sterile, look like hospital beds. Uh, and there's another door that sits in front of you. Again, this is a very small room. Uh, it's just like almost like a hallway corridor. And that door looks unlocked as well. Press forward. I press right. W. Press W on the <laughs> I next press door. W. <laughs> this next yeah, Joni. Oh, go ahead. Joni's kind of. No, I was just saying Joni's kind of taking point. Okay. Joni is leading the group here. Hand on her katana. Okay. Cool. I'll go. I'll go second. All right. I Who's am next? actively constructing my sniper as I'm walking. Okay, this, I'm just kidding. The <laughs> artillery oh, yeah. coming in hot in this place. <laughs> um, no, I'm okay. also I'm gloved up. Silas, I think, or whoever, I, I'm pretty sure for the sake of the map, you can make Urs on a five foot square. He would just be squeezing. I don't have the ability. I to will do, do that. that. I can do it. That's fine. In this next room, I uh, guess a little bit, a little bit is unsettling. This is a very sterile room, uh, but this is a, this looks like a surgical table uh, with this. There is a robotic arm attached to the table that is currently organizing some surgical tools uh, kind of off to the side. It's like this solo, uh, like mechanical arm that's just like picking up utensils and moving them around. It's not really paying any attention to you guys as you walk in. There's another set of double doors leading into a, a, a chamber in the next room. I think it would be worth a quick uh, perception check to kind of look around. Oh, weird. We're probably being watched. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, a, go ahead and oh, do like a quick perception by. check. Just take a look. Yeah, see. passing. Yeah, I'm not like like yeah. opening up drawers and stuff. But I'm just saying, like, looking around. Take a look. Also, see. I don't. I don't think Joni knows science stuff, but. Uh, Darkstar, you might be able to glean something from this room. 
<clears throat> yeah, I don't know. Is there anything that I can kind of snoop into, Zach? What are you looking for? Any, any just like what 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 yeah. this is? Yeah, it's just like an automated surgery room that you can. Do you have medicine at all? Um, I don't think it's trained. No, I have like an okay, okay. medicine check, but it's not trained though. Okay. Well, this oh, okay. looks well, at least from what you can see, it just looks like a surgical table. A couple of storage lockers like underneath the surgical table. I'm gonna give it to you. There's no need to make this any more difficult. Uh, there's no cameras in here from what you can see. Mm. Okay. Interesting. Cool. Johnny's ready to move on then. Okay. You guys walk in and uh, this massive, it's this massive open space uh, and around in a circle, there are these eight, 10 foot long translucent glass capsules. And in each one of them is a corpse. Uh, the capsules infuse, uh, it looks like they're all connected kind of to this like drawn, Un, it doesn't look uh, like holy. <laughs> this like this like iconography in the middle of the floor. It's like connected to this symbol or something, um, and it's kind of pulsating a a red glow all around in this circle. Uh, it's uh, unlike anything really that you've ever seen. And floating around, kind of checking. Looks like they're checking on. Uh, these, the circle of uh, eight, almost like glass coffins, these glass canisters. Um, they're just like running, they look like they're running tests, checking levels. Are these floating, uh, like uh, fleshy abominations? They're like half bodies that are kind of floating, but they're small. They're, they're like miniature monsters, very, very, creepy looking, but they just are minding their own business. They're just like working on their pads. And uh, like I said, checking, checking IVs um, in these, these tubes and just pretty much monitoring. And in the far corner of this room, you can see uh, this humanoid um, with a bulging head, like a mega mind shaped head, if you will. Um, looks undead as you walk in. And uh, he stands about four feet tall, four and a half feet, you'd assume. He's a pretty tiny guy. Uh, but he's working on this giant holographic computer in the middle of his workshop. And as you walk in, um, he says, hello and uh, welcome. I'll be with you in just a moment here. And he's typing away. Um, <laughs> and, and after a moment goes by, rushes over to you. He's wearing these long robes uh, and it just begins as he's introducing himself. He says, I'm Reagan Fool. It's great to meet you. Thank you so much for coming in. Who did I speak to on the data pad? Yeah, that'd be, that'd be me. Name's Joni. Looking to buy some necrographs. Joni, pleasure to meet you. And he reaches out to shake your hand. Do you shake his hand? Sure grabs it, double, double hand, shakes your hand. And as he's holding your hand, he starts looking at your hand. He starts to like investigate. Yeah, she immediately Ugh. pulls it back and Ugh. is like, uh, <laughs> listen, pretty sure you get, you get our bodies after we're dead, right? Oh no. That's how this whole thing goes. No, no, no. Maybe, maybe there seems to be uh, there seems to be a misunderstanding here. No, um, I would. It sounds like you're here for for some some necrophages. Is that correct? Yeah, we've got a buyer who's interested. Well, that's wonderful. Is, is there any specific kind of necrophage you're you're looking for? Yeah, we're looking for a big shipment of black hearts. Hmm. Wonderful. No, of course. I, I absolutely believe I have enough material here. I just got a recent shipment of some uh, corpses that I'm working up here right now, as you can see. Um, what what kind of payment? Uh, you, uh, your friend here, I believe, was saying that... Um, yeah, we're a little short on creds at the moment. We can do some kind of loan, pay you back with once we get 
once the buyer receives the necrophages. Yeah, but we're uh, we're open for any kind of bartering. How much would uh, would this many black hearts go for typically? You kind of explained to him you're looking for about fifty tons of these black hearts. Um, and he sits back at his computer and he says, "Well, there's a couple of things we need to take into consideration here. It's going to take a few days to get you uh, these, uh, probably close to mm, say three to four days if I'm working at max capacity. Um, my computer here has these all uh, programmed, and I just need to hit start and make sure that I'm replacing the bodies as they go, if that makes sense. Um, but." Uh, I would usually market value for something like this uh, in bulk is about uh, 50,000 credits or 8 BP, maybe. I think that's pretty reasonable, right? Because if we're getting 20 for delivering them, we get to we get to pocket yeah. 12 and we get an additional 5 if we beat them. Yeah. The only problem is if they get there first and we don't get the 20 BP from the buyer, we are out. We beat them up and we steal bodies. their beat. <laughs> then we gotta sell. Then we gotta sell. We gotta find a new buyer of black hearts. Yeah, we gotta find a new buyer, and we might have to kill them. So, <laughs> I don't know. What do you guys think? I do mean, we wash our hands this... of the situation and do we walk away, or do we try to make this BP? I mean, yeah, but we, did we, we also really need hear... the intel, right? Did we? Did we? We need the intel really bad. We need the intel. We also hear that it's going to take three to four days to make the black hearts. We can't even leave yeah. yet. Yeah. True. Mr. Reagan, uh, pardon me for assuming. Dr. Vool, if you will. Dr. Vool. Uh, excuse me. The name's Dark Star, by the way. Um. Uh, Lashanta. I don't see many of those around here. <laughs> Wonderful specimen. I mean, it's great to meet you. Yeah, I got some pretty big antennas on now. Please yeah, try not to stare. Um, anyway. My eyes are down here. <laughs> yeah, my <laughs> sir, my eyes are down here. I can't communicate with these, but I prefer you not to look at them. They get a little bit shy. Um, of course. Is there any way you could make these black hearts a little bit quicker? See, we're kind of on a time crunch ourselves. Go and make a diplomacy check. My diplomacy is bad. I'm really come like, on. It's the one thing I'm good at. Um, yeah, I mean, in that case, I'm gonna make this check, but then I'm also gonna like, I don't know, maybe nudge Joni into the conversation. So if this goes really poorly, which it probably will, she might be able to salvage it. Yeah, we're looking at like an eight, Zach. <laughs> okay. He says, well, I just gotta say, I mean, it seems like you don't really have much bargaining power right now. Do my best I can, but uh, not unless you have more to, Spare. All right, Joni rolled an eighteen on diplomacy. Wow, what do you want to say? And she kind of, yeah, she cuts in and says, "Listen, I'm willing to, I'm willing to throw ten BP your way." Oh shit! If you can get these black arts as fast as possible, by the time we get back from our buyer. I'll hand you 10 BP. He leans in and says, listen, reasonable man. Um, I'll tell you what, what drew me to allow you to come in here to my workspace is the fact that you're, well, you're alive. How about I'll, t I'll tell you what, I'll accept. I'll accept your offer of 10 BP if that's the way that you want to go. But I have this project that I've been wanting to test on somebody. <laughs> and he kind of wheels back around his desk and he pulls out, uh, out of a like cold storage, like he opens up this like fridge almost, this freezer and like uh, condensation pours out and he puts on these gloves and he pulls out this glowing jar with a floating something, this fleshy something in it. He says, oh, 
It's an augmentation I've been wanting to implant on a willing body. It, um, it's not really ready for uh, commercial, you commercial use, if you will, uh, but uh, it is a adrenaline gland that, when overloaded with necrotic energy, should it should produce astounding results. We're talking resistances, physical resistances to extreme cold and a constitution of a giant against uh, anything that would make your body physically ill. Once active, I will, uh, you know, install it, if you will, and then potentially put a track on it so I can monitor the results. Uh, if any of you would be willing to test this out, I will manufacture your grass for free. Holy shit. Journey says, what's the catch? What do you mean, what, what's the are catch? There any, are there any kind of drawbacks? Are there any kind of risks that it could go wrong? Can't all be good. You're a scientist. Now, you have to be of aware course, of these things. Of course, there's potential drawbacks. I mean, I don't really see anything right now, so I want to test it on a subject. I have no idea what could happen. But it worked properly. I'm telling you, astounding results. Truly astounding. And you look like a bunch here that uh, might be in a situation somewhat soon where you could test this out, you know? Let us. I'm not gonna force you to do anything. I'm more than happy to take payment up front, like I said. I will do what must be done. <laughs> the bear! Gods above! What a treat! We have no Ers other choice. Ersan, are you sure? It's a pretty big decision. I came here for one reason. We must get what we need. We must find information. This is the path that leads us there. I'm running out of time. Do it. Do we have a deal then? Do we have a bargain? Puts his you hand heard up. the bear. I will go get prepped immediately. And he just rushes out of the room. You guys are left alone in this giant room uh, with these floating, small, necrotic looking things. Joni kind of goes up to Ursan and says, Ursan, if this dude, like, if this goes wrong, I have no problem fucking this dude up. I appreciate you, like, taking one for the team. I just want you to know, like, we've got your back. I think Ursan just nods. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think Darkstar like he just kind of shakes his head and just like leans back on the wall. Like I know why Ursan did it, right? Like we need that info right. more than anything right now. Um, and I mean, it's not like Darkstar's not gonna say, "Hey, man, I would I would have said something if you didn't say something or anything." Like he's not gonna. He's not gonna lie. Like he was never gonna like subject himself to this. So he's just like, whatever. PP11 goes and stands by Urson and crosses his arms and looks tough and pro provides a united front with Urson. <laughs> we gotta do it. We gotta <laughs> do it. I mean, Joni really together. is is like already thinking like, okay, if there is some kind of thing like. I am ready to just like torch this place, you know, like <laughs> torch, yeah. the, torch this guy. Fuck okay. Him up. <laughs> uh, does anybody want to do some sort of insight or like anything on him to see if he's like? Yeah, yeah. I've got a good sense motive. So I was gonna yeah. Yeah, right, sense right, motive. Go ahead Thank and run you. a check real quick uh, while he was talking, because I feel like you would do that, because you already were like he's freaking creepy. Yeah, yeah. which he is. Okay. He's a and I yeah. Get, I guess I should I get do. My, let's back up a step and get sure. my expertise die. Ooh, 21. Okay. Motive. Nice. No, I got like a, what is that? Oh, there's since minute. <laughs> uh, I got a two minus one. 
Ursan is so. <laughs> yeah, Ursan's just like, he yep, is I'm, just, gonna do, I'm gonna he, do it. The guy is like, I'm gonna need one of your heads. And Ursan's like, I will do it. I'm here for my <laughs> mom. He, he is just so dedicated. Oh he doesn't care. He'd do anything. Um, Joni, you are reading him and you are getting, you are getting sincerity. You are getting sincerity in the fact that he is, he is excited to try this. You don't know how good of a scientist this guy is. You know, you're speculating at this point that he does this. Obviously his facility is very nice, but uh, it sounds like this is like, you're gonna be the trial run. And so we don't know. You just don't know. Yeah, you know? Zach, can I, um, can I either peek at um, like the surgery computer in here or like make a life science check on like, just to, like get a general idea of maybe how dangerous this is. You want to sneak in like the surgery room and look on the computer? We're just like where we are, right? Like, he oh, has the main monitors. computer, the big computer. Yeah. I don't know if there's, okay. if there's any way to do something like that. Then I, I mean, I don't want to like, like if he's going to come in and like see me and be like, oh, you don't trust me. Oh, listen to I don't want to do that, but. Okay. Uh, I'll say if you are trying to not be sneaky, give me a perception check. Because there's a couple things, there's a couple things that immediately you already know. There are his little worker bees just kind of sitting there. You know, they're working. 19. Natural light. There is a security Flat. camera in here. Yeah. Yo, do the cameras like swivel and stuff? It's just one camera and it's right what? here. Does it like, computers over does here, it right? like a 360 view or does it go? It's a, it's a swiveling or it's not a swiveling camera. It's a static view camera. But it's like, like pointed the at the room. center of the room. Yeah. Right. Oh, I've got I've got a five. I stealth. wouldn't say that the whole thing is covered. Like the view is fully covering, though. I wouldn't say that. So like, could you draw on the? Like, I hate yeah. To be the semantic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, you no, draw no, no, no. That's great. Where it can see. Yes, I can actually. That's a great question. And so it doesn't look like it like swivels at all. It's just like a static. No. Right. Right. And so this over here is the computer. Right out of camera shot? Yes. Okay. I'm gonna go ahead and say that that, that workspace is like, has a computer on it. Regardless of if it's the main computer, right. this workspace also has some sort of like tech on it. What are you trying to look for again? Um, I was just like trying to find out the, like if there was an actual indication of how dangerous this procedure is. Cause like he didn't really give us a straight yeah. answer. Right, 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 right. right. Um, um yeah. don't know if you could find that without being seen on the central computer. Uh, and also, you know, it's like, it's like, what are you looking up? You know, are you looking yeah, up a specific procedure? Are you looking up like an adrenal gland replacement surgery? You don't know if it's like the same, you know, like procedure. You just don't know with a necrograft, especially since we established like they're not very, they're not really legal. You know, like right, like all right. up upgraded fleshy parts is like not a legal thing. Right. I think in that case, I'm not going to try it. But I do think yeah. uh, Darkstar is going to like get off the wall. He's going to walk up to Ursan um, and say, Hey, uh, you know, you don't have to do it right. I'm. Not gonna volunteer myself for any one of the rest of us, but ten BP is a lot of money, but we can we can find it. And if you got bad vibes, we don't have to go through with this. I just want to let you know that, Ursan. Okay, I I don't mean to like back up a lot. I thought he was saying he was going to also like rush everything if if someone did. He's gonna do right. it for free. Like, that was the only way we were gonna like actually get the best outcome. Right, He's right. Gonna do if it we get the free. best outcome if take we overpay by, overpay by two BPs. I, I mean, you can correct me, Zach. We overpay by two yeah. BPs mm -hmm. or we do this and it's all free. So it's like we either right. pay 10 or we do none, essentially if we wanna beat them there, so. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think misunderstood the situation um, I thought it was it was seeming like the only way we were gonna get these at all because we didn't have any BP on hand uh, was like to for Urson to get this procedure. But if we can just like spot him some later, 
Uh, I don't. I don't think Urson would do this unless he thought it was the, the only, only option. Way. Yeah, like I was under the impression that. Yeah, like, that's why he was ways. like, "I'll do it," this and like, "Fine, like fuck them. it, like I'll yeah, do it." Like that's what yeah. I was thinking. But also, if it's not, I think then... a lot of you guys are having this warning pop in your heads because this guy's like, "I'm gonna stick something in you," and it just is like, "Okay, something bad's gonna happen." Like that's what you just as players think. He is promising you cold resistance and anti poison when you turn this thing on, like. That is a buff. If this works, you just get cold and poison resistance. Yeah. You know, there could be side effects. There could be something that goes wrong on the table. You just don't know. But like, it doesn't sound like a bad gig. People get these things because they are upgrades. You know, it's like uh, cyberpunk stuff. Not that Ursan right, has right, to right, do right. it and not that that changes. He's, it, it's totally up to you. He said, I'll take your VP. That's fine. Absolutely. You know, you can cut your paycheck, but there's also the secondary option. Okay. I think, yeah, I, I, I think, I don't think Ursan would be for that. Okay. Like augmentations aren't, that would go like pretty hard against, like he is willing to, at this point, is willing to start throwing some stuff out the window to get it done. PPL do it. Right. But like, if it's not PPL necessary, it. he's not gonna just go against what he feels is right. Right, right, right. Can BB do it? Like that would not sit well with if him. If you can do it, I'll let you do it. When he comes back, yeah. it would be like the bear changed his mind. The rope, the the, the android. <laughs> give me the give me the drugs, Doc. Boop, beep. <laughs> okay. Doctor Bull comes back into the room, fully geared up in surgical gears, mask on. He's got a little surgeon's cap on, fully sterile. And he says, all right, uh, uplifted bear, you ready to go? Hmm? No, it wasn't me. Beep, beep, that was me. I, Don't I'm you not remember? A bear. It was, uh, <laughs> we were all here five <laughs> minutes ago when BB-11 said that he would- Yeah, Doc, uh, I heard the, uh, I heard the android say it. The bear didn't say anything. Doc, I don't know. Beep, boop. You must be the one who misunderstood, not me. Must be losing my mind. <laughs> all right. It's okay. People tell us we look like we're twins all the time. So it makes sense. The android is going to be coming back with me. Beep boop. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> do we get to? Uh, do we get to watch? Is there like a little glass screen we can just kind of? Yeah, I'm kind of into that. I kind of want to watch. Uh, most of the time, I would say we need to keep the area sterile. But if your friend here, Mr. Android, if you'd like to have some visitors, we can make that happen. Beep boop. Uh, Dark Star, make sure you get a video. <laughs> oh, yeah. Then we're off. <laughs> don't, don't worry, me. Doc. I've been sterile since I was, you know, a teenager. So. Oh, my Yikers. God. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Follow me, everybody. So he's going to wheel you back. Uh, into the surgery room back here and that we walked through to get here. Um, and uh, before he gets started, he's gonna wheel in a few of those chairs from the uh, waiting room so the friends can watch uh, and ask just if you'll stay in the corner far enough away and try not to sneeze. Um, this surgical arm is going to get into like a standby position as PP-11 loads himself onto the table um, and he says, all right, everybody, hold your breath. Hold on to your butts. This is where things get a little <laughs> particular. He <laughs> straps, slaps one of his gloves, straps. pulls a little <laughs> straps on. And uh, before you can count down from 10 PP11, you, your mind goes into the void. Um, wait, wait. Before I do that, PP11 centers his mind and tries to reduce his aura, like his his energy, to be as little as possible. Mm -hmm. huh. Okay. His chi. Yeah. Okay. So centers. No photon. No graviton. Just metal. Okay. Just metal. Now, flash. explain to me that you, yeah, you have a little bit of like, 
you you have a little bit of current Android, a little bit of like stuff that we could actually attach this to, correct? Mm-hmm. You're not just bolts and metal. Mm-hmm. Okay. I got flesh. So, some meat. Get some flesh, some meat. I got a heart. Don't break um, me. You're going to go under, and for you it feels like, you know, a second, and you're waking up. Um, but for you all, watching the procedure, um, the arm gets to work right away and begins just cutting up inside a cert- like a specific location on the body and, and begins dissecting the old adrenal gland and attempting to replace it. This procedure is gonna take a few hours. Mm. Um, is anything happening while the surgery is going on? You're free uh, to move around. He just asks that you stay out of the back office that you guys actually even go into. Um, it's more of his personal quarters back there. As he's working. Yeah, I'm definitely taking a video like PP11 asked me to. But okay. I'm, only, I'm only shooting the highlights. You're you're getting a few good shots in there. The initial incision, uh, and uh, as they pull out the old adrenal gland at about the hour mark, you get capture that. They put it in a little tray, and you're just in there. You're just you're you're capturing it. I, I pan over to like Joni and uh, Ursan to see their reaction to the procedure with the camera. What does Joni's face look like? Uh, I imagine Joni is like sitting backwards and like on the chair, you know? And then (laughs) she's just like kind of tapping her foot and like holding on, just like hand on the edge of her katana. And she's just kind of like staring, like pretty fascinated, but also like furled brow. Like, I don't know. I think she's just on edge. I think she's like, doesn't trust this dude. And it's just like, yeah, I mean, she's like, I, I think it's like the plan. Everything's going according to plan, you know, like, but um, she's just focused on the job, I think. Yeah, I think Darkstar respects that um, and then pans over to Ursan. What does Ursan look like? I think Ursan's pretty just stoically watching on. I mean, I think this is like procedures, like medical procedures are not something he uh, is foreign to. I think that's something he totally would have seen his dad um, and I guess his mom uh, do in their community many times. Uh, he probably even as a kid assisted in some of them. Um, so I think that part of it doesn't really bother him. Uh, I do think um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I mean I'm sure there's some like mixed feelings kind of way down under like, eh, I don't know, you know, uh, but I think overall like PB's gonna do it. Uh, probably out of all of them, PP's the one who's going to PB's body is gonna handle it the best. Uh, so I think he is, um, yeah, just kind of a quiet, uh, stoic onward stare, um, mentally preparing for the worst, but not necessarily expecting it to come. I think uh, Zach Darkstar flips the camera away from Ursan um, and like turns the camera to himself and like it's like talking to PP essentially because PP's gonna watch this when he wakes up and he says all right PP you've been out for about an hour and a half now you're doing great kid uh, you haven't really moved much I'm not really worried about you I think you're gonna come out the other side perfectly fine but uh, question though I, I mean if you're getting a, uh, like a, a necrophage and all this like dead flesh do you do you stop being an android? Are you like a cyborg now? I, I don't know. I was just thinking about it. You got some flesh in you now. Um, it's not all nuts and bolts. But anyway, see you on the other side. You're doing great. He flips the camera back to the surgery. You're doing great. Yeah. So continuing to watch the surgery uh, after after a few hours. Um of work, uh, Dr. Vool is gonna pull out the jar with this gland. And it is it is like toxic green, like glowing. It looks just like the one that was pulled out, uh, but it is uh, mutated in some way. 
and he begins to install it. And after about 30 to 45 minutes of working carefully, reattaching nerves, attaching to the, I believe it's the endocrine system, uh, he makes one last move and he says, I think that does it. I think, I think, I think we're through here. And he begins suturing up the incision. Uh, and as, as he finishes, he lays down his tools and he turns to you all and he says, well, as far as I could tell, the surgery was a success. Uh, the procedure was a success. And um, we're gonna go ahead and uh, lay your friend here down uh, in the recovery room, which I believe you passed through as well. Should take him a few hours before he's ready to wake up, uh, but he'll be in, in the most comfortable position he can be. Uh, and uh, I will get to work on those necrophages immediately. And he, uh, two of his uh, little, little floaty mutated helpers wheel PP-11 into the next room, who seems to be in, in uh, a good sedated uh, form. Um, quickly walks out uh, back into the uh, necroforge, starts flying on these keys and you see that circle light up uh, as the monitor changes to multiple different screens showing schematics for a single black heart. Um, and as the computer hums to life, you see uh, these uh, corpses all begin to kind of contort slowly in their glass containers. And you assume that they he has begun production on these necro, uh, in this necroforge. And he looks at you all from across the way and says, I'll be right back. I get to go clean up a little bit. Walks into one of the rooms to the north, leaving you all. Uh, All right. <clears throat> I think Joni just kind of posts up in the recovery room, kind of making sure nothing weird goes on. Yeah, yeah. This is a strange room. Um, these these beds are are strange. They've moved him over to one of these recovery beds, um, and yeah, there seems to be like something something happening. It looks like he uh, is is being almost like lulled to, or there might be some sort of like quickened healing process with these beds. You're not entirely sure, uh, but it looks it looks good. Looks like he's healing. Cool. Uh, is anything happening uh, while we're waiting for PP to to wake up? You see little green plus signs over my yeah. body. <laughs> <laughs> he's healing. Yeah, I'm. Uh, Joni is not trying to do anything sussy, like sneak right. in the back or anything. So right. Okay. Great. I, I do uh, think Zach. Um, Gonna, I guess whip out my data pad. I, I'd like to think that like Darkstar has one of those really fancy data pads, you know, like a designer data pad where like it, it, it's essentially like a small computer in his pocket. Maybe right. yeah, right. you can you can rule that as you want to. But uh, I want to do a little bit of research on that ship that we saw early with earlier with the crazy drift engine that um, yeah, Joni and, and uh, PP were telling me about. I'm crunching the numbers in my head and I'm like. It, it's going to take, you know, maybe a couple weeks to get wherever they're going. Um, we're going to have it at the very least a two day um, delay. They're going to have a two day head start. So, like, I'm just trying to think, like, how can we make up that time? Um, right. And I think the only way is a more powerful drift engine. So I kind of want to look into, like, maybe see if there's anything, any information on that ship or how we would get an, an upgraded drift engine. And and didn't we say something like something about it was sus, like about like the the thing yeah. that caused the death of everybody on there like was weird. Yeah, Joni, you pass by and you notice that the ship itself, whatever explosion happened, which you heard it was either some sort of attack or something like that, um, just didn't look right. You don't really know, you had to get a good eye on it. Mm -hmm. um, but you do know that uh, it just seemed strange. Um, and it wasn't enough to stop you wasn't enough to make you look yeah. immediately. Um, it's it's roped off, right? Like, you know, it's under the city Yeah, guard. but this anybody's like guarding it, I would say. Oh, it just okay. looks like it was kind of dropped right. off there and they were pulling off the bodies and stuff. Yes. But they left an expensive drift engine in with no one watching it? 
Uh, Derek actually told you the drift engine's gone. Oh. It was salvaged. Salvaged by whom? Gotta look into that. You just kind of brush it off. Hmm. So yeah, Darkstar, if you want to look at this drift engine, you want to do some some tappity tappy. Um, I do want to tappity tap. Uh, do you want to look at the specific, the specific ship, the Harlequin's Prayer? Yeah, we'll start there. We'll start there. Okay, go ahead and uh, fire up a computer's check. That's my good one. I'm good at computers. Yes. Darkstar is massively online. And he does a bit of gaming. Uh, natural 16 for a 29. 29. So a lot of the things you can look up here is strictly history on the ship. You discover um, a couple things that I have to bounce around for. Sorry. Um, you discover that uh, the owner of this liner is none other than Aten Sema is his name. He is the owner of the Harlequin's Prayer. Um, and uh, it, is a, it is a cruise liner. So this is a very nice cruise liner, uh, but you discover that he's the owner. You're running through and you discover that this vessel holds thousands of passengers. It's a huge ship. Um, and it's, it's designed to, it was designed for, uh, what is that? Uh, entertainment purposes. This drift engine uh, is a, uh, it's got a signal booster in it. And the signal booster is what makes this drift engine uh, that is actually incredibly large. It's a very big engine. So it takes up quite a bit of space on the ship itself. Um, can cut down at least drift travel in half, if not three quarters. Wow. Um, so it's a monster. And uh, which it, it, on a vessel this size, um, it allows it allows for, or quick, travels through nastier parts of space and then allows viewers to kind of get what they want without having to wait for so long to view right, or be the beautiful endangered. galaxy. Yeah. Or be endangered is another is another uh, point as well, absolutely. Right. Uh, but that's pretty much all you can figure out, you can discover right away. Uh, as far as the history of the ship and what happened on board, there's nothing really listed. Right. Okay, cool. Um, but it's a chunky monkey. I'm gonna kind of peruse into um, how would we attain, I mean, obviously like maybe finding the people who salvaged it is one thing, but how would we get our hands on a drift engine that powerful? Is there any way to get our hands on a drift engine that powerful? Uh, Yeah, I mean, you could buy it outright, right? That's always an right, option. Right, right, right. It's very expensive. Uh, but as far as, you know, I mean, yeah, that's really, if you, there's nothing to research there more than just like, you could look at pricing. <laughs> um, but if you wanted to know about like, like a, a scrapyard or something, you know, something like that, you could do some research on like nearby scrapyards, you know. Just some scrap. Um, like where you could maybe find like an old one or something you could like tune up or something. That's actually not a bad idea. I do want to, I do want to look at that. Is there any like old, um, I guess maybe a tier two or whatever it's called drift engines that are like up for sale at any scrapyards or would I, we need to go look. Uh, you, if you're looking, I mean, I'm just going to keep the computers check. You're looking and you're, you're able to locate a few yards. Uh, the nearest one to you is, uh, it's actually attached to the dock, dock, the 87 that you entered in on. Um, and it's about a, four to five mile walk probably. Um, and it's called the heap. Uh, and it is, it's, it's a massive scrapyard. Um, and there's a couple things that you would gain off of that one. There might be one there, right? Like just like in the scrapyard, like in, in almost like a, a junkyard or like a metal recycler Two, if it was scrapped, it may be there. Right, like it may be at the nearest yard. True. If if something yeah, yeah, had yeah. taken it, but I think if you want to know more about the specific engine, the specific drift engine, what happened to it, you just got to ask around on the dock, right? Right. Like there's right. there's obviously people that have worked on it. So. Yeah, I think I'm, while we're while we're waiting for PP to wake up, I'm gonna try to convey that information to the group, um, to Ursan and to Joni. Um, okay. Kind of just be blunt, you know, like. So, I've been doing some searching on the on the web here, and 
we're gonna be blunt with you all. We're gonna catch up to them, given this two to four day delay we're gonna be looking at here. We're gonna need a lot more powerful drift engine. Now I reckon we can make it there, maybe even before they do, if we are able to get our hands on a drift engine like was in that cruise liner we saw earlier, the Harlequin's Prayer. I bet with a drift engine like that, we could make it to wherever we're going in maybe a quarter of the time. And then, two or three days head start doesn't really matter. So I say maybe we go around and do some looking, see if we can find some information, but if we don't get our hands on a drift engine, I think we're SOL, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's some good thinking. Yeah, I think it's a good use of our time to spend the next couple days scrounging around looking for something. I'm sure we can either cut a deal or mm, talk some people out of wanting their drift engine, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, we can only really, you know, say that we'll give somebody our corpses if we die. Not like so many times, but we can always do that too. So. <laughs> Sign one contract. Something didn't look right about that blast on the uh, Harley Quinn prayer. I think since we've got the time and we're heading back to the ship anyways, I kind of want to get a closer look, if you know what I'm saying. And referring to the drift engine, I'm not opposed to, you know, borrowing things. You said we, all we can offer is ourselves, but there's always borrowing. <laughs> we will do what we must. As you guys are wrapping up your conversation, you look over and you see PP-11 start to stir. We watch as he begins to come online uh, from the incision, a green glow begins to make its way kind of through a vein system all the way up through his jugular. And PP11, your eye opens, and it is neon green. Oh, and that is the end so of episode cool. 18. That's so right. cool. <laughs> we got. A PP11 chroma coming hot to the basically good store. <laughs> Get neon green PP11 for ten easy payments of nine ninety nine credits. <laughs> Go to the basically good store to buy your PP11 contact lenses. Right. Turn your eyes. There's, green. Just, there's just one. There's just one, one contact some, lens. Contact just one. Can we get some neon green PP11 uh, D20s, please, Zach? 